Folks, welcome to the Garrett Schalke podcast. I am your host, your boy Garrett Schalke. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. And uh, yeah, how's it going, everyone? We are back for another episode. We are back in Kalamazoo after, after a two month hiatus on my part because life has stunk pretty bad. But hey, back here now. Life's, life's all right. Life's all right. For this moment, at least. And I am here once again with the, the ever-lovable Zach Elmblad. Zach, how's it going? <sighs> must you Splendidly. Dr- must you drink piss on my podcast? <laughs> I'm just a piss drinker. I don't know what to tell you. <sighs> Coming from a shit eater, you know. <laughs> I don't know how you... How can you be so disgusting? Oh, just because Garrett thinks that my coffee tastes like piss doesn't make me a piss drinker. I am indeed Zach Elmblad, the coffee drinker. Well, either way, it's good to be back here, Zach. Good to see you again. Had some pretty good talks. Talk before this podcast. Yeah. Some private stuff that I will not say on this on this show yet. Right? Private things are not for public. Actually, it is. You see, if you pay $5 to the Patreon, <laughs> you can uh, hear the secret shit that I record and then put up on there. But you know what? They're, it was a pretty spooky conversation we had. Because it's Halloween, dude. It is. So, yeah, this is going to be a pretty spooky episode. Spooky. spooky. <laughs> yeah. And, uh... I should actually, before we get into real more spooky stuff, I have something to announce I'm very proud of. You know, it finally happened. It took me forever. I can't believe it, but it finally happened. Folks, I have finally reached a thousand followers on Twitter. Oh, he's a tweeter. Yep, at Garrett Schalke. Not not the uh, official Twitter for the podcast, at Schalke Podcast. This is my personal Twitter. At, Ger- at Garrett Schalke. 
It happened last night when I was probably sleeping, but I am officially, as of this podcast, 2.11 p.m. on this Sunday at 1,001 followers. You should send your 1,000th follower an unsolicited dick pic. Actually, they would probably enjoy that because the, fi- the, the two that put me over are both porn bots. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I have this picture of my penis. <laughs> Actually, I would say a good portion of my followers are indeed porn bots. Fair enough. So, well, I, I mean, equal opportunity, pansexual heaven. No, we already named an episode <laughs> that. We're not doing that again. <laughs> no, like, uh, I did make a joke tweet a couple weeks ago where I was like, 980 or something mm-hmm. I said like yeah it's gonna be uh, hilarious when uh, I finally reach a thousand followers but then you know Twitter starts deleting porn bots <laughs> and that puts me down back like 8700 <laughs> which happened once by the way I lost like a hundred followers because they're all porn bots that Twitter deleted I never use Twitter dude I know you're on there and I tag you whenever we have episodes. Yeah, and it's in my notification summary, and I go, oh, hey, Twitter. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I would retweet it. I just honestly don't even know how to retweet stuff. <laughs> Dude, it's the easiest thing in the world. <laughs> I never do it. <laughs> well, you know who I really think I have to thank for this, though? Hmm. Elon Musk. Well, he has taken Because he has taken over Twitter. Mm-hmm. Now we get into spooky, we get into spooky part. He's taken over. He's fired a shit ton of people. Mm-hmm. I guess he let Kanye West back on. No, no, Perfect. no sign whether he'll let Trump back on. He likely will. Yep. And uh, Business Insider uh, yesterday actually put out this article. Use of the N word on Twitter jumped by almost five hundred percent after Elon Musk take over as trolls test limits of free speech. What a world we live in. So, it's the equivalent of like a brand new public bathroom on an on a interstate highway gets like ribbon cutted and someone just draws a giant penis on the mirror like five minutes after it opens. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, dude, so thank you, Elon Musk. I now have a thousand followers. Uh none of them as far as I know will say the N-word. I'm sure that'll change soon enough, though, because you're allowing it. Children, man. Free speech, bro. Free speech. Well, I mean, I certainly believe with that. Believe in that. Hey, man. Real free speech is your right to say racial slurs, to attack and harass people without consequences at all. (laughs) That's what real free speech is when the Founding Fathers put it into the Constitution. You know, Benny Franklin himself looked at that and be like, you know, I really want to. I really want to drop some end bombs. You know, how do I do it? I know. Let's call this the First Amendment. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I don't know, man. I like. I understand his his point about like having. A, I read some art like article that uh, that was quoting him saying something to the effect of like we need to have a a public forum that's like completely free speech like that there's no 
barriers to speaking your mind or whatever. But what the sad, sad part about it is that like only 20% of humanity like possesses the intellectual capability of understanding the value of something like that. And the rest of them are going to write the N word to see if the bots (laughs) catch it or not. It's like, there are so many people in the world that have so little to do that they would rather do that on Twitter than be a productive member of society. Like, <laughs> just fuck the yeah. world, dude. <laughs> yeah, you know, instead of, like, writing a groundbreaking novel or putting out a song that changes the entire musical landscape. Right. No, fuck that. Let's dock someone and call them the N-word. Yeah. That's free speech. Get right a rise there. out of people. Exactly. It's like, you just don't engage with it. That's the thing with for, for me and, like... Obviously, that's incendiary and hateful, but, like, you choose to engage with it or not, right? Like... Uh, it depends, like, so if, honestly, if you like to battle people online, then, mm-hmm. yeah, that's one thing, but, mm-hmm. I don't know, let's say something you, you're a trans person, you post a picture of yourself with cat ears. Mm-hmm. Can I, can I see what could possibly happen here? Especially if you kept up with the news of, as of late. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, uh, there's a big controversy urban legend right now that uh, public schools are putting cat litter boxes in fucking schools because of uh, kids who apparently think they're cats or something. Oh, for kids who identify as cats? Cat, yeah. And yeah, they so need that, to shit in a, in a box? Yeah, that's a big urban legend right now, so... <laughs> That's even reached up in my hometown, Alpena. There's fucking school board <laughs> meetings where you know, like, parents are concerned about this. <laughs> that is the dumbest fucking thing I've heard all week, dude. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> the, the PTO meeting is up in arms about whether or not they're going to have a room of fucking kitty litter boxes for the kids to openly shit in. What the fuck? That's not gonna happen. It's so stupid. It isn't happening. It's an <laughs> urban legend that you found online. But oh people, t- but since we're all fucking COVID brain morons, we all think <sighs> it's happening. We all think it's happening. It's so. Like there's a whole world outside the internet, man. Yeah, but unfortunately to them, their world is literally just their shitty small town. Yeah. But anyway, oh yeah. Imagine you're a trans person. You take a cute selfie of you and cat ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're prob- there's a good chance you're probably going to get a troll who will literally harass you via open, tr- via replies, DMs, mm-hmm. possibly find more personal stuff like your phone number. Sure. They'll make a big game out of it. That's really, I just don't understand why people do that. I really don't. Like, it's just uh, my day-to-day, like, thinking you know and like how i like prioritize my time or whatever i just can't imagine like oh i'm so pissed off at this anonymous stranger from the internet that said something that i disagree with or don't like that or or find funny or whatever that i'm just gonna like take time out of my day to just bother them like i just don't Uh, i i think there are are a variety of reasons that they stay in various uh research articles Mm -hmm. but i literally do think that there are some there are a lot of people who really they don't give it a second thought like they don't even like intentionally go out and do it like okay i am gonna 
docks and harass someone to suicide. Like, they don't mm-hmm. think that. They literally just go on Twitter, then see a, see on their feed, trans person wearing cat ears. And then mm-hmm. they immediately reply, you N-word, F-word, kill yourself. Like, it's an instinct, almost. <laughs> All right. Like I said, this is a very spooky episode. We're going to be talking about scary stuff spooky. today. It's all week. It's spooky. It's spooky. Very Trolls scary. are spooky. Very scary. Yeah. But you know what else is very spooky? It's, it's been happening around here, as I heard. What's that? I heard that there's some paper manufacturing place that has recently uh, dumped chemicals into the Kalamazoo River. Oh, perfect. Oh, do you know anything about this? No. Oh, okay, well, let me uh, look it Sounds up. like Menasha, though. Yeah, I thought you would know since you're here in Kalamazoo. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a... Uh, let me look it up. See it, Kalamazoo. Good content, good content. Oh, it's great content. See it, Kalamazoo. Fuck. We should eat really crunchy potato chips on the next podcast. What's stopping you from doing that now? Everything. Including the lack of potato chips. Well, you got that white pumpkin there. <laughs> no, it's a decorative pumpkin only. It's pretty. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> white pumpkins matter. They do. <laughs> Unlike white They're wine. the fancy ones. Um, you and Kanye West would agree with that. <laughs> it's a dollar more a pound than an orange pumpkin to get a white one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh! I do know something that you probably care about because you talked about it before. Uh, I guess they add a temporary barrier on West Michigan Avenue for the roads there. <laughs> Dude, the construction and fucking rerouting of the traffic downtown is the stupidest fucking thing that's ever happened in the city of Kalamazoo ever. Is it so bad? It is terrible. Like, okay, you have, have you ridden a bicycle in your life? Oh, many a time. Okay. What side of the road do you ride a bicycle on when you're riding on the, on the street? Well, it depends on which, which, side, which side of the road. What side of the road are you supposed to drive your, with, ride your with bicycle? Tra- with traffic, so. Yep, the right so, side of the so, road. Yeah, the right side the of the right road. The right side of the road, regardless of what direction you're going. It's the right side of the road. So they took two lanes off of Westnage and Park Street, the main thoroughfares north and south in Kalamazoo, and they took four lanes and reduced it down to two traffic lanes, mm-hmm. cut one lane out entirely all the way to the left, and Ooh. then made a bicycle lane in the second from left, third from right traffic lane. And so in order to utilize them, you have to cross traffic on Hmm. one of the busiest streets in the town. And so the goal ostensibly was to like reduce traffic speeds because people have been like speeding through downtown because it connects with a a highway. So it's like you can cruise up Westnage and then just get on 131 and be in Grand Rapids in 45 minutes, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's very convenient to do that. So people kind of blast up through here and, you know, I, I was griping about it at this thing that I did the other day. And one of the, the ladies was like, well, as a resident of downtown Kalamazoo, 
I've noticed a significant reduction in the speed of traffic. And I was like, you know, you can fucking ride your bike on any other street other than the main vehicle thoroughfare. Like, there's entire connective roads through the through all of the neighborhoods of Kalamazoo that are totally bicycle friendly that you can go up and down that that get you where you need to go much faster, are prettier, and are way less dangerous. But instead, the fucking dumb fucks in our f- fucking city decide that they're going to take two lanes off of the fucking road. Oh, shit. And put a bike lane on the wrong side of the road. It's the dumbest fucking thing that I have ever seen. I don't know what... I, I don't know how to describe it other than abject stupidity and a waste of the, that, the taxpayer dollars of this wonderful community. Actually, I think you described it pretty aptly <laughs> last time. And you did, said it very loud. Your eyes were wide open. Oh, fucking pieces that, of shit. No, not that. You, so you just said straight up, and I'll imitate you here. <laughs> People will die. They will. <laughs> People are going to die. Well, first I've of, already seen it, dude. So, like, have, people has, have people died yet? I don't think so, but there's definitely been ac- accidents. I've seen them, but <laughs> like, anytime I see someone using the road uh, with their bicycle, they don't use the bike lane. They just go to the right side of the street like they're supposed to. So, even though people are riding their bikes on the road. They're just not even using the bike lane that they just spent all summer putting in. I love, I love the idea of the city being rideable. Like I live downtown too. It'd be great. Like I could ride my bike here faster than I can drive here, a hundred percent. So actually, like, actually, that's a good question. Yeah. Do you ride bikes? Yeah, yeah. I have bicycles. I have, I have a mountain bike. I have a downhill bike. I have a beat up road bike, and then I have a gravel bike and a um, like speed bike with uh, all in various states of repair uh, have you tried biking these new lanes no i don't like there's bike trails for us so like the only people that use these lanes are commuters or that are commuting to like the northern neighborhoods um because they don't really they're, they're not really conducive to like pleasurable cycling and so we have all these dedicated cycling paths in Kalamazoo and Portage that, yeah, I cycle on them. Like, we have we have the Calhaven Trail that goes from w- west of downtown all the way to the lakeshore. So that's a, like, 35-mile bike ride that's, you know, only you only have to stop, like, five times. And there's, like, water on it and everything. Like, if you're going to bike for pleasure, bike there, right? Like, why do you want to bike up and down Westridge? It's just like, what's going on? You know, and like, why arbitrarily cut off two lanes of traffic when it's like regularly full? All four lanes are full during like 9 a.m. hour and the 5 p.m. hour. It just doesn't make any sense to me when there's so many better opportunities to add protected bike lanes on side roads that would be more convenient and get you around town faster than cutting Westnage in half for well, cyclists who won't use it. Well, I can think of a few reasons. May some of them apply, may some of them don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, in regards to Westnage, maybe it's it would be a faster ride to go wherever you have to on Westnage than one of these bike lanes. Mm-hmm. There could be that. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, another another reason is, uh, <clears throat> especially like when now that winter's coming, you know the the general roads like Westnage are better taken care of, you know, better plowed and whatnot. Yeah. Than you know bike paths or bike lanes. Well, they have There's barriers that. up so you can't plow them. They're gonna have to go yeah. down them with a fucking yeah. yeah that could be a little bobcat. Problem. Yeah, that could be a little problem there. Yeah. But you kind of see what I'm going out here. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, so, so they could be like, you know, why are these uh, special bike paths here if, like, the city doesn't even take care of them? No, they won't. And then the plow trucks will just plow all the barriers off, and then no one will be able to use them in the springtime. That's, that's, that's a good point. Like That's what they did. They installed a bunch of blockades for pedestrians last last fall, and it was, like, as soon as it snowed. As soon as the plow trucks came out, the plow trucks just fucking... Yeah, well, plowed over all of them. Weren't these like just these? These aren't like the ones now that are literal like concrete barriers. Though. No, they're little springboard things. Yeah, so it's like it's, reflective okay, posts that okay. swing. Okay, yeah, I can see yeah. plows but, running over. Yeah, because they're mounted. They're not flush mounted with the road. There's like a little hump of hardware, and so the blade of the plow is wider than the lanes. Yes, yeah. so they literally can't avoid hitting them. <laughs> they're not even doing it on purpose. They, it's just, like, the city decides they're going to put all this shit in the road, and they don't think for two fucking seconds about the fact that the blades on the plow truck are designed to be wider than the lanes so they can clear the lanes fully with one pass. And it's angled, so, like, even if you try to avoid it, you'll hit traffic on the right-hand side of you as they're passing you because you're going half their speed. So it's like no one thought this through at all. They're just like, "Oh, we're going to be we're going to go green and we're going <laughs> to we're going to be, you know, fashionable and and reduce traffic and emissions." And it's like, "Well, what you've done is now you made it more dangerous because now people are s- slipping and sliding around each other. The people that want to go 60 miles an hour through downtown are still going to fucking do it. <laughs> and now people are going to die instead of just the cyclists not using the road traffic, using the same roads as, as vehicular traffic. When there's, like, dude, Oak Street goes all the way up from Westnage Hill to to downtown. Like, Rose Street is a perfect place to put a bike path. There's beautiful Axtell Creek. There's nice trees all up Rose Street historic homes put a bike lane there you know the library's right there it, it, you, you could bring bring them right up to the library right to bronson park right to all the amenities of downtown get you a bike path that goes all the way through bisecting downtown without interrupting vehicular traffic at all but instead they des- they decide to spend hundreds of millions of dollars paying people to fucking paint green lines on the street like you can see that under a foot of goddamn snow. It's the stupidest fucking thing ever. I uh, there is I'm, one, my there mind's is boggled. one there is one more reason and you're gonna love this one the most. <laughs> I think it's just I think too they also do it for just bike acceptance in general. Sure. Where awareness. That, yeah. No not awareness, acceptance that they're like cars, like motorized vehicles, mm-hmm. part of the road. So yeah, and honestly, honestly, as you can tell, especially if you like watch YouTube videos and that, uh, not a lot of drivers really respect 
bicyclists. Some of them will actually go out of their way to fuck with them or hurt them. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, though. They will do that with other vehicular traffic as well. Like, have you ever driven on the highway and had some idiot that was driving with their knee and texting their fucking girlfriend, you know, driving 80... 85, 90 miles an hour in the middle of the fucking highway. Like, oh, yeah, I did that when I was coming here. Right, exactly. (laughs) So it's like the people that are going to be dumb fucks are going to be dumb fucks anyway. And like, I like, I want the city to be accessible to cyclists, but I think forcing bicycle traffic and vehicle traffic to coexist and co-mingle as in an effort to sort of force the discussion seems less pragmatic than designing the city around being accessible to both and having dedicated bicycle paths and dedicated motorist paths that don't share the same road surface. And, like, you make a good point about forcing drivers to be aware of cyclists because more and more people are choosing to use cycles bicycles but that that's not going to change bad actors because bad actors will just be bad actors because of their just general bad actorship right and like inattentive drivers are dangerous inherently and like you have no way of dodging on a bicycle in, in many ways. Like, I've been I've been hit by a car on a bicycle. That has happened to me. Okay. I, okay. I definitely, that happened okay. to me. Okay, let's hear that story. All right. Well, I was a kid cycling down Portage Road on the street, and um, it's, like, right by the airport. There's a little neighborhood north of the airport, and um, I was riding down the road, and someone came and ran a stop sign, and hit me direct, and I was a pliable little kid, so I just rolled up onto her um, windshield and f- oh, no. fucking jumped up and heel oh. heel kicked the windshield and Wait, screamed dude. at her, <laughs> and then oh. jumped off, picked up my bike, and went on my way. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I was like 14, maybe. 12, 14. Yeah. Well, the real big question here that we need to know is... Mm-hmm. Did you deserve it? I did not deserve it. I was obeying the traffic laws and <laughs> okay, I had a good. helmet on, okay. thankfully. Okay, good. I'm glad we got that out of the way. Did you deserve to get hit by a car? I did not. I don't think anyone does. You okay, know? good. I'm glad you also believe that. Though. I know. I think I know where this segue is leading. <laughs> I, like, I think he's done it very expertly and like I have insider information like Martha Stewart. But like, dude... So, like, how, how are you going to manipulate the rest of this segue, Garrett? No, I don't know. <laughs> I think your intel's off. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, yeah. <clears throat> We're going to be back, back obviously, for our Christmas, ups, Christmas extravaganza in December. Mm-hmm. By that time, there will most likely be snow on the ground. Likely. So, I guess we'll bring up this topic then, because... I actually, I'm actually really interested now in hearing about how snowplows will deal with concrete barriers. No, they're not concrete. I thought they were. They're not concrete barriers. The ones on, wait, on wait. level by the library are metal, and the ones that go through Bronson Park are metal. But the ones on Westnage are the little springy boys. They're like 
four foot tall white plastic flappy guys with God. a strip of reflective tape God, on the what, top. God, what, where am I thinking of the one with concrete at? God, God, I've been away for I so long. I've been away for so long I can't remember street names now. But oh, okay. No, it's on the strip that go, that's next to WMU and it goes downtown. Oh, Stadium. Yeah, Stadium. Yeah, they just yeah. redid that. Yeah, I mean, that, those bike lanes make sense. It's campus stuff like that. Oh. <laughs> it makes sense. It goes from the neighborhoods to the school and it doesn't intersect with the fucking road. It's it's a sensible design. <laughs> Plus they're college kids, you know, you yeah. you know you can run over them as much as you want. They're pliable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when I was a student at WMU, even I knew that. Like, yeah, I mean, it sucks that you hit me, but yeah. I can't complain cuz I'm a College student getting an arts degree. That's why pedestrians are more points than cyclists. Cyclists are five points, pedestrians are ten. God, what video game is that from? (laughs) Road Rash? I think so, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's it. All right, uh, spooky segue here. I finally found the thing I was talking about. Spook City, Spooksville. Yeah, this is very spooky because it deals with environmental damage. Especially (laughs) to the Kalamazoo River, which is... Wow, it's pretty fucked. <laughs> I mean, it has, well, it has PCBs in it. Mm-hmm. It's got, of course, mercury. En- yeah, I've got mercury. Enbridge had their famous spill back in the day. Two of them. Two of them, yeah, two of them. And kind of like, and as Enbridge does, they kind of just like, you know, they kind of just like dust it off and then throw some on top of it and say we're done the first time they did put a couple hundred million dollars into dredging and as a very interesting note um the second oil spill recovery um didn't happen so like i I i got a call last year about covering the progress um with weekly drone flyovers so a uh, representative from the state of Michigan called me and was asking me to do flyovers because it's downtown and I'm just downtown, a known downtown aerial photographer. So they called me and I wrote him up a quote, but then he got back to me a couple months later and just the project got scrapped. They're just not doing it. Oh, that's nice. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> There's just oil in the fucking river. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like oh, so, so what? Who cares? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, there's something else in the river now and. Surprisingly, Enbridge is not the reason. <laughs> you know, Enbridge just fucks up so much stuff that, you know, they've kind of, like, cornered the market on ecological disasters. They have, and I and just they, can't wait for that pipeline under the Straits of Mackinac to fucking well, rupture. Well, you can rest assured they will get plenty of private contractors and cops to uh, beat the shit out of people who actually care. Mm. Oh, yeah. Because that's will. what they do. Mm-hmm. But this one here in Cowan Zoo is a, a local place. Tell me, uh, Zachary Elblad, have you ever heard of a graphic package? Oh, God. <laughs> you have. Oh, God. That's the, that's the company that makes the entire city smell like fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> like random times of day. You'll be like, right. wow, that's graphic packaging. All right, so graphic packaging is a paper mill mm-hmm. on the north side here, correct? Mm-hmm. And notoriously shitty to their employees notoriously shitty to the environment notoriously shitty to the city of kalamazoo they're just an all-around nuisance yeah have you uh 
had any personal interactions with them? Like, ever had to try to get a job with them? No, I, j- I had to drive past it every day on the way to my apartment back before my apartment fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just pissed me off that it smelled bad. And, like, usually there's semis coming in and out of there. It's kind of irritating, but... So, very, it's a smelly paper place. Yep. Well, uh, the smelly paper place, uh, back in October 20th, uh, I'll just read the post here. The city of Kalamazoo became aware of an accidental liquid release from graphic packaging to the storm sewer located at 1500 North Pitcher Street. <laughs> All persons are advised to avoid contact with the Kalamazoo River between Patterson Street Bridge and the D Avenue Bridge. Wonderful. That's like the most paddled section of the Kalamazoo River. Yep, and uh, here's the official release. The Department of Public Services staff has coordinated efforts with Graphic Packaging International to assess the impact of the release on the Kalamazoo River. The amount of processed waste released to the Kalamazoo River is estimated to be between 1,500 to 2,000 gallons. Of? They don't know. They just call it an unknown liquid. Unknown liquid. Wonderful. Well, yeah, like an, an yeah. accidental liquid release, as they call it. <laughs> Let's see. Blah, blah, blah. Remeditation actions have been initiated by Graphic Passions International and the City of Kalamazoo to mitigate the impact on the environment. Sure. Yep, and that just warns you not to fish, swim, or. You know, do anything that you probably that you probably should be able to do in water. Mm-hmm. That technically, since it's water, we should all own it because it's water. <laughs> yeah, it is a common resource. Yeah. Oh, and uh, the city would also like to remind people, the public, that there is a pre-existing no fish consumption advisory for this part of the Kalamazoo River. Oh yeah. You don't want to eat anything that lives there. Which is funny because, well, ever since I've lived here and started coming here, I always see people fishing. Well, yeah, they're just catch and release fishing, though. Oh, that's it? Yeah, they're out there just making the time go by. Yeah, no, I don't think anyone tries to eat that. Like, everybody knows not to eat that fish, dude. Even the the um, houseless population. All right, and uh, the specific one that I, that I was on had a... Uh, Wow, it was a very spicy comment section. Over 200 comments on there. <laughs> yep. Actually, let's see. 267 comments. 669 shares. If it was only three less, it could be 666 shares. At some point, it was 666 shares. I know. Right um, about the time that number 667 pressed click. But, uh, but then again, it's 669. 69. So yeah, 69 is a sweet number, too. So, you, you should know, share it so that it's now 670. No, I don't want to ruin that beauty. I'm 69. Take, God. The spirit you, of 69. You know, there was a time where it was 420 shares. That was a That's true. Yeah, and, yeah, it was. And before, we missed it. And before that, it was 187 shares. Yeah, and 42. And you love to see it. Yeah, 42. Uh, okay, enough with this bit. Can't wait for... Uh, 58,008. What does that mean? 
when you turn it upside down on a calculator, it says boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Very spooky. So, yeah. yeah, very spicy comments section there. Kind of, it's, God, whenever these, this shit happens, where it's this or Enbridge, mm-hmm. you'll have one side that's honestly pissed off residents. Then you have another side that is just fucking corporate shithead bootlickers. The, the ones who will literally say, like, you know, well, you know, if you complain, we'll lose these jobs. Yes. I, I'll say... If, it's a big rant, but I'm so sick of motherfuckers who constantly stand up to corporations who fuck shit up, and they always, they're always their reasoning, but what about jobs? <laughs> really? Well, first of all, do you work at these jobs? Right. I want to ask you that. Second of all, uh, have you seen these jobs? you see the way the people who work them are treated? Do you see their benefits, their pay? Or even like the health, health, health problems they could possibly experience. Mm-hmm. Does that seem like a job worth having? No, they don't give a shit because that's no. literally all they think is jobs good, job this, job that. It's very esoteric to just talk about jobs. I know, like <laughs> I realize we live in a capitalist society. We all need to be a job, mm-hmm. even though honestly, as we know. No one wants to work anymore. No. Well, well that's the thing. Uh, who does, all, man? All like, the, human beings are the only animals on the planet that have to work to live. Like, just to be here. Like, you have to just, like, work to have money to just stay on the planet. It sucks. Yeah. It's stupid. Yeah, I know. There's very few places where you can just go and exist. Yeah, yeah. You can't really do that anymore. Like, just yeah, get your own e- water. Even I reflect upon that in Grand Rapids. Like... Where I go to work uh, to work on writing that the East Grand Rapids Library, mm-hmm. main re- one of the main reasons I go there is because I don't have to pay for parking. <laughs> Anywhere else, like the downtown Grand Rapids Library, I have to pay to go into this library, essentially, mm-hmm. via parking. Yep. Or, uh, or even like the trails that I like to go on. You know, they're all free, but mm-hmm. there are some places that well, depending on the season, I have to pay to get into. Yeah, or and there's also places that you, in order to park there, you have to have paid the state to have a recreation yeah, passport yeah, on your right. license plate. And yeah. and even so, some places privatize. Yeah, like in, in East Town, there's a uh, there's a parking lot there. That's where the where a gas station is and where the CVS is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they essentially bought the lot and now you have to pay them via app to park there. <laughs> oh, and guess what? No one parks there for one. Yeah. And two, they didn't even do anything to like repair it or anything because it has a lot of potholes and shit. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, great. You want to want me to pay to park in this previously free space that uh, yeah. it looks just as shitty as when it was free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck you. So anyway, yeah, I'm not just because I'm a raging socialist, but I hate the whole, you know, but what about jobs argument in order to, in order to like give these corporate shitheads a slide mm-hmm. when they do shit like this that fucks up the community. Yeah. So oh, we're just going to accidentally release all this waste into the Kalamazoo River. It's like, why is there a pipe that goes from your building 
to the fucking river. Why? And if it, if it exists, why wasn't it filled with cement in 1975? Like, what the fuck, dude? But Zach, they need to dump this in a body of water. No, where's, they don't. Where's the closest body of water, huh? Yeah. My Kalamazoo God. River. Well, it's... There's... There's a waste treatment... A wastewater treatment facility, like, fucking three blocks from there. Like, build a goddamn pipe that goes to that. <laughs> yeah, but you see, that'll cost money. Yeah. And that would require partnerships and probably licenses and regulations. You know, that they don't want to put up with. So yeah. let's just pollute the Kalamazoo River more. It's a perfect idea. Exactly. Like, it's already fucked up enough. Why not? Yeah. What's another... It, I mean, what are you going to do? Fish out of it? Yeah. Swim in it? Drink like, it? I mean, it's yeah, only water. Yeah. yeah, dude. Come on. Come on, fucking libtard. Thinking you can drink water? Mm-hmm. Like from the toilet? Yeah, why can't you do that? Drink it from the toilet. Yeah. Your dog can do it. You can too. Mm-hmm. You fucking peasant. <laughs> no, it's funny too. Uh, What's that? Back up in my good old hometown of Alpena, our own uh, paper making plant is in trouble for environmental stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's been going on for a couple months now because uh, we call it DPI. Though it, it's one of the places that's always changing names. Dots per inch. So, so we used to call it uh, Abitibi back in the day, and we still kind of do. Abitibi? Like a hyphenated name? Uh, no. Or, oh, okay. No, all one. Abitibi. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's what it used to be like 100 years ago or whatever. Okay. But we all just still call now because they're always changing names. Who gives a shit? Hmm. Yeah, uh, they're currently facing state, regular, state problems with the state right now because uh, they're on the north side of of Alpino, which is the old part, of course. Right. Kind of like Kalamazoo here. Yeah. The old part. It's always the north side. It is. Yeah, so uh, it's always smelled. Like, Alpino has always smelled on that part of town like a shithole. Mm-hmm. And in a way, we've kind of gotten used to it. Whereas everyone else, like, I even got a friend from Traverse City who, whenever I check into someplace in Alpino when I'm visiting, they're always like, Alpino is weird. It smells weird. Like, oh, I'm not going to argue because it's true. I'm especially not going to fucking defend Alpina. Fuck that right. place. But, uh, but yeah, they really ratcheted it up this time to the point where uh, these past couple of months, Northside residents cannot live in their own homes because the smell is so bad. It gives them headaches, makes them puke, and uh, can't sleep, can't eat, can't do anything because this fucking corporation is just... Reek making everything reek so bad. <laughs> so finally, they are like the demanding state, you know, like the state come in and look at it. They uh, protested downtown, which our shithead mayor's kind of like, oh, we can't do anything about it. Shoulder shrug. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and uh, no, so they finally got enough. They finally got enough support to get like someone from the state down. Mm-hmm. And guess what? The state is finding the fuck out of them right now. Because uh, it turns out that they've uh, literally had, like, uh, how do I describe it? They had, like, they have bogs on their property just filled with unknown waste where <laughs> they think the smell is coming from. Wow. Like, you ever see, like, I don't know, a sci-fi cartoon where, like, 
someone goes to like a radioactive wasteland, there's just these bogs that are like bubbling, bubbling up. Of it's kind of like kind of like that, except for it's not as cool looking. <laughs> Wonderful. And of course, you know, DPI is fighting it. Because of course, because of course they will. Mm-hmm. And just like here in California, soulless corporate lawyers, man. Just yeah, soulless. exactly. And their arguments are basically like, well, it's always smelled like that. Why didn't people complain none? I didn't put it there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and of course, you know, the fucking cock-sucking... <laughs> Whoa. Cock-smoking, my bad. <laughs> cock-smoking corporate lovers. You know, kind of the same argument as with the graphic design here. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you're going you're to make them close down. Lose all them jobs. Mm-hmm. Oh, you work there? Do you work at the smelly plant? Oh, let me look at your profile. Oh, uh, it says you live outside of Alpena in one of the more wooded areas, mm-hmm. so you won't ever smell it. Oh, and apparently you are a entrepreneur that learned from the School of Hard Knocks. Okay, so you're a contractor you probably do a shade job at. Mm-hmm. Now, the type of people that will like, go to your house and just like, paint over your previous shitty painted walls so it looks like garbage. Mm-hmm. Over your electrical sockets, too. Yep. Yeah, those are the people that are complaining about losing jobs. It's never yeah. like the people really working there or even the people on the north side of Alpino. No, usually people who are working really hard don't have time to worry about dumb shit like that. Yeah, the, <laughs> I don't know. I think they do. Like, I think that's what they do in their downtime. You know, they're... Oh, when, when being the, passionate about the world they live in? Likely, yes. No, no, not that. Passionate about corporations being able oh. to do whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> you know, they're on. They're taking a, a, a five-minute break from their Sigma grind sets. <laughs> so they will go on Facebook and see residents complain about smell from a big corporation that holds power over a good portion of town. And they'll reply, well, they just hate the company. And they want everyone to lose jobs. Click, post, back on my grind. Back on my grind. So, yeah, uh, I think we can safely say that paper plants are pretty spooky. Yeah, generally. Why the fuck does it... Here's an honest question. I don't know. Maybe you will know. Because as I've learned throughout our years of friendship and workmanship, you know a lot about things I never expected. <laughs> I have weird knowledge sets. It's true. Yeah. Uh, tell me, Zachary Elmbled, why the fuck does it smell so bad to make paper? Um, it's the chemicals that are breaking down the wood pulp, or in the case of graphic packaging, probably recycling. So they have to dissolve the inks, and like for better, for like lack of better terminology, they're just like bleaching it. Um, and then the reason for all the mercury was the, it's the printing inks actually and the solvents that, that would do that, but they would like float the dyes that printed the, the printed onto the paper. They would float them cause they're very heavy and they would just float it on a river of mercury through the, the plant. Um, but yeah, the, it's the chemistry involved in breaking down the, the wood pulp and the recycled paper product. And the byproducts of that chemistry are toxic. Tell me, uh, would this happen if they use hemp for paper? 
Uh, probably, yeah. Like it's oh, that's disappointing. Yeah, like the I, the thing is, is that anything on an industrial scale, re, like kind of requires chemistry. Like it, it's going to require water treatment. It's going to re- require advanced inorganic chemistry, and then it's going to involve a lot of waste product because paper needs to be ground and macerated and soaked and then screened off as pulp and like to do that on an industrial scale is like actually quite an undertaking like it you especially if you're doing like new paper product from wood like think about a tree and you have like bark on the tree and like the tree's brown on the inside (laughs) right like and then you have a sheet of notebook paper that's Mm -hmm. like perfectly white and doesn't look or resemble a tree at all like that you could never tell unless you know like that this product came from wood yeah can you imagine if you had like make your stupid ramblings or like draw your disturbing (laughs) pictures of you shooing up someplace on a piece of bark (laughs) (laughs) sometimes but yeah, yeah that's, that's what they used to do in the good old days before proper paper. Yeah, it's some gnarly chemistry involved at an industrial scale. You get oh. you can do it without nasty chemicals in your room. I mean, I, she makes sweet paper. Chick across the the hall, man. She she does all sorts of excellent things with handcrafted papers. So like, there is a craft industry around it. But um, yeah, on an industrial scale, like printing cardboard boxes and shit like that, it's just there's a lot of chemicals involved, and so they have to have storage tanks and treatment facilities. And it's likely, you know, I say, why is there a pipe to the fucking river? And it's likely that the output of their um, water filtration system or um, uh, water treatment system is to the river because it's supposed to just output clean water. But what's likely, what likely happened is that somebody flipped a switch on a tank that they shouldn't have and, it act, and like they were trying to drain it somewhere else or transfer it into something and then it just like the the pipe happened to be open because of maintenance or whatever the reason it, you know some idiot just fucked up on his you know on his or, lunch break or like you anything. Think, it, think it could be intentional like not likely honestly that like it's probably not intentional because that place is on the radar anyway because of all the nasty chemistry going on in there and because of how industrial it is so close to residential that like people just kind of keep an eye on there anyway. And like, there's such a history in this area specifically of polluting paper plants, like Plainwell, Otsego, Parchment, um, Comstock, all along the Kalamazoo river. These communities are just completely poisoned by these things. Like in, in some cases it's as bad as like the Appalachian mountaintop removal where oh, like oh, the, yeah. the fracking fluids and stuff get in the groundwater. It's basically the same. Like if the, if it gets leaked into the Kalamazoo river, you don't get to take it back out of the river. Like there's no filter that you can put up. That's going to take these chemicals out. You basically just need to wait for them to get to the fucking lake and to to where they're going to be dissolved to undetectable amounts, or our bodies can assimilate it. That too, yeah. Or it'll just kill we, everyone. No, we can evolve. Like you know that they like like teenage with mon- mutant ninja turtles. 
Well, no, no, not like that. I'm thinking more like the Fallout series, where like okay. pretty much everyone is irradiated to some extent. Mm, no, Actually, Elder, Elder Scrolls is my Bethesda yeah. franchise. Yeah. Actually, we already kind of have that because we're all filled with microplastics now. That's true, though. Oh, they even said said they did like a study in England of like newborn babies. Yeah, they're born with microplastics. Yeah, they're like a measurable percentage microplastic. Yeah, so literally in real time, we as humans are evolving in order for our bodies to take in these micro, these microplastics. Because they're everywhere. They're in the food, they're in the ground, they're in the water, they're in the air. Mm-hmm. Except for smart water, which you can get at Drake Party Store here in Kalamazoo, Michigan. <laughs> Microplastic-free... <laughs> no, I'm I'm glad that we're still going with this joke because uh, really breaking the fourth wall here. But I'm I'm done doing those stupid commercials. Okay, they're, they're fair. No, they're no longer fun. It, it was a thing for a while. <laughs> now back back to the podcast. Yeah. By the way, uh, yeah. No, I'm doing commercials. You know, I lost all that money. It's very sad. <laughs> I had to beg for my job back at the warehouse because I'm no longer receiving celebrity endorsements. Right. You think Kanye West lost a bunch of sponsors? We lost them all. Yeah, I know. You know, I envy I envy Ye right now. <laughs> Yay. That's that, right. He has a different. Yeah. Name. It happened after we had a great interview with Jake Flora. Mm-hmm. You know, some happened when Jake Flores, host of Pod Damn America, came on that all my sponsors dried up. Yep. I mean, I had word that Alex Jones was supposed to give me a shout out as sponsorship, but. Uh, oh, man, there's yeah. a topic to follow up on, too. Jesus Christ. We've been talking about him for this entire podcast. What a yeah. joke that man has become. Yeah. Well, let's transition to that. Uh, yeah. So, but what I'm saying is, I'm poor again, folks. Just Spend money on the Patreon for those secret recording episodes. <laughs> Video, yeah. too. Hey, look at you. Yeah, because unfortunately, I have to pay off this mansion that I bought with all that ad money. <laughs> all right, spooky transition. I guess we do some quick, do it quickly. Uh, yeah, Alex Jones, he's uh, pretty fucked. Yeah, in many states. How, how will he get out of this, Zach? <coughs> uh... United States tax law, the, the distinction between a limited liability corporation and a <laughs> private individual, interstate commerce law, uh, the appeals process, all sorts of shit. <laughs> but he'll end up getting fucked. Like the guy's screwed. Like he can't. Yeah. He he he'll never be able to get enough private sponsorship to get to the point of credibility and reach that he used to be in my opinion yeah I I think that's what the real win of those court proceedings were was not to cost him financially even though it will seriously like obviously he has to pay the lawyers Oh, so yeah. he's at least out that much. And Will he the, have to the, pay the, the billion? The, lawyer, the lawyers who are complete fucking jokes. By oh the way. my god, dude! It's like they're sabotaging themselves. It's hilarious when he, when they shared when they saw that his entire phone had been copied, like an entire 
like ISO image of Alex Jones's phone and like all of his text messages well, he, unencrypted. Yeah, what even, a fucking idiot. Even before that, like I think one of his lawyers sent like his opposing lawyer child pornography or something. Oh my god, I didn't know that. Or yeah. it, I know that they yeah, they sent badge. Oh yeah. no, like there was naked pictures of Alex too on his oh, on his phone because they got an image of his phone. Of the drive on his phone. It was supposed to be redacted, right? Uh, like only... It was part of the um, um, uh, discovery process. So they were supposed to release his text messages. But instead they just released it, his whole fucking phone. And it was only supposed to be text messages with specific people. You know, related yeah. to, to Sandy Hook. So, but, but what I really like right now is that he's just... Alex, I think we said this numerous times before, but I'll say it again. Totally mask off now. Like, yeah. he did that whole apology, like, I'm sorry I did this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now he, now he's going back to saying it was a hoax. Yeah, well, and now you have... Now, now he just... I think he's, like, taking the, like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't care anymore. Yeah. I'm, and even listening to that um, uh, Knowledge Fight podcast, yeah. Yeah, which, is, which is how I've yeah. mostly been keeping up with Yeah, him. well, you can... T- well, it... There kind of in the middle of it. Yeah, and, yeah they actually yeah. helped out the prosecution. Yeah, yeah. So it's... You know, lucky them. You don't get closer to that situation than them, so it's a pretty good source of, of information, right? You can't li- you can't listen to Alex talk about it. Oh, no. But, like, I think recently they had that uh, an interview with the person who was talking about how, like... No, they were talking about a person who the person who wrote the articles about Sandy Hook being a hoax yeah. and how he just like got encouraged early on to just write whatever was sensational and in like the the culture of the place was like just a big like writing mill, you know, yeah. of of like sort of repost stuff like Imagine, imagine Infowars in 2010, 2012. Did you know what that pl- like? That's when I was listening to him. So did uh, so, did you ever know him back little, then? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. It was mo- yeah, it was mostly well, kind of the same way with George W. Bush. You know, nine mm-hmm. eleven, Obama, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Loose it, change. Yeah, it was all that. Mm-hmm. The the classic things. Okay. Then Trump got elected. Then you know. Trump's good. This is good. Mm-hmm. It's like, hmm. I see a major change here. Yeah. No, I I was listening to Alex like 2010, 2011, pretty regularly. Um, but yeah, I mean, 2012 was when Sandy Hook happened, and I remember all this stuff, like, because they had just like moved into a new studio in Austin, and like put a bunch of money into cameras and had just changed the set and they were having more high profile guests. And like that was in the heat of like the Julian Assange stuff. Like he was in the, in the embassy and had only been there for a while. And like they all had shows on Russia today and they were all um, like talking about Bitcoin and buying gold and stuff like that. And like Gerald Salente was on Ron all the Paul's time. Ron Paul's War into America. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, and that's when I was kind of in that world, right? Like, and and it just kind of dissolved. Like, the thing about that in that time in internet culture is that like 
we had just discovered all of these things about reality in the world and uh, in our country that had been misrepresented to us. So it was very easy for us all like cumulatively to be convinced of a bunch of other shit too. You know, it was just like fucked up thing in the news after fucked up thing in the news from like 1990 to now. And so like, you get to wondering if the world was always like that or if it has just recently become like that. But Well, that, that's one thing they talked about in, in uh, <clears throat> comparison to QAnon. Right. Which Jones believed in at first for a little bit, but now he doesn't. Yeah. And I ha- I mean, I don't honestly follow any of that shit. Like, uh, I'm too busy. Yeah, I, I don't here. blame you. It's very yeah. brain melting. But, it uh, is. And I know that, that Marjorie Taylor Greene person is just intolerable, and I just don't. Well, I can't. Well, the one thing with QAnon is that uh, compare like Alex Jones, especially back in the day, and mm-hmm. other conspiracy theorists like Bill Cooper, for example. Sure. Is that back in the day they would tell you the tell you the real things that are going on, mm-hmm. but then say you're fucked, you know, like the new world order is taking over. You're fucked. You gotta do this. You're fucked. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. You're doomed either way. Yeah. But with QAnon, you know, it's like where we go one, we go all. We're gonna send all the deep state Satanists to Guantanamo Bay. Blah blah blah. And that's kind of. And Jones kind of tried to have, tried to adapt to that a little bit without completely buying into QAnon. Right. It's like, wow, I spent like 20 plus years telling everyone how fucked they are. Yeah. Now everyone wants to rise up. You know, you can't tell people who want to rise up that they're fucked. Right. Because it's not going to really work with them. And that's the thing is that I think early Alex was anti-conspiracy, not conspiracy-centric, right? Like, he was trying to expose conspiracies to cover up activities, right? Uh, Rather than... That's still a conspiracy. Yeah, but in a different way. Like, in, in a... Conspiracy in a on top Directed of in a... Yeah. In an, in an opposite direction, right? Like, in rather than participating in conspiracy... He was trying to ferret out conspiracy. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he sort okay, of became the other side of it. Yeah. Like now he's trying to convince the world of his narrative, which has like fully turned into an alternate reality, right? So like you have like baseline reality, and then you have the Jones reality, Infowars reality, where you know a big bowl of chili will make you forget your kids' names, dude. Yeah. Well, well, like I said, his latest thing, like I said, is besides raging out at mm-hmm. the satanic lawyers and judges and that. Of course. Is that he's back to saying that's all hoax, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's like, ballsy move. You know, you lost anyway, even though you claim that you were sorry in that. So mm-hmm. it's like, fuck it, I'm going to go back to it. That's it, what even, cult leaders do. Yeah, even, yeah. His, even his sycophants at InfoWars, like... One of them, I can't remember them, it's a woman. She, like, did a pose on a desk and said, if I was a stripper, my name would be Sandy Hook. Oh, my God. And it's like, how can you, okay, you're, <laughs> wow. either, you're either really stupid or you're intentionally just, doing that yeah. to fuck with people. Which is just, it's, but, it's beyond insensitive. It's just sort of, like, reprehensible. I know. I, yeah. think, I think he just wants people to give money to him because, like, Look, I'm standing up to all these pussies who want to silence me. 
LOL, fuck Sandy Hook, give me money. Yeah. I mean, they made a lot of money off of it. I mean, that's the whole point of the And they still are. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, now, yeah, especially. Well, I mean, that's that's one of the points that he was always making, right? Folks, it doesn't matter if it's good press or bad press. As long as people are talking about us, that's going to get to the heart of the issue here. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez. Speaking of which, uh, this is a really big throwback to August. Mm -hmm. So long ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> time flies when you're. Uh, time flies when you're getting bra- fucked when, in the neck. When your bra- <laughs> when your brain's melting. Yeah. No, uh, when I was on one of my trips, I did listen to the entirety of Knowledge Fights, Alex Jones nine eleven episode, two parter. Mm-hmm. I.e. the greatest day in Alex Jones' life. Yep. Wow, I was actually really surprised when I listened to it because a lot of things. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll just point out some of the things, okay? Luckily, I'm familiar with these episodes. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, let me see if I can list them all. Mm-hmm. First of all, it kind of showed, like, his style of reporting, quote-unquote, when it comes to these strategies, mm-hmm. which is, like, amp it up as much as you can. The already horrible stuff, amp it up more. Mm-hmm. Like, he had his witnesses, or his callers, mm-hmm. which is, like... By the way, his callers for the most yeah, part were like bad. like a fucking farmer in Illinois, oh, and like his his nephews, yeah, or yeah. his niece's husband, or yeah, something. Yeah, like it's that. always like a friend of of a friend yeah. kind of thing. But like one of his one of his uh, this is one that really shocked me. I was like, what? When one of the guys was like describing what happened, he's like, yeah, you know, they, they the planes hit, and you know, people were had to jump out of the buildings. Was Alex Jones and me we reply? I'm gonna do my my imitation. All right. <clears throat> so yeah, you know, uh, people were jumping out of the buildings. Alex Jones reply, "Were the bodies on fire?" <laughs> <laughs> what a sensationalist! Which it, and really that, guy. that that's a perfect example of how he does it. Like you're already taking this tragic, historic, insane event. And the the one thing you want to know, were the bodies on fire? Right. How rude, sir. <laughs> and really, it does amp it up more because yeah, it's already tragic that people are jumping out in order to escape the fire. Mm-hmm. But what if they were on fire? <laughs> what if they were actually? On what fire? If they actually were. <laughs> uh, second of all, all his fucking callers, most of them, like I said, were like. Random shitheads from, mm-hmm. from around the Midwest, actually. Yeah. And it's like, why are you talking to this farmer in Illinois? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> He's not even there. Yeah. And what really, another thing that shocked me, uh, yeah, Joe Rogan on that day. Mm-hmm. Yep, Joe Rogan. <laughs> I didn't catch that. Yep, Joe Rogan. Yeah, Joe Rogan called in. Which is funny, because uh, according to like, Joe Rogan's account, I don't know if he was with Doug Stanhope or someone else, but according to them, they were on mushrooms the day 9-11 happened. <laughs> but no, he called in on 9-11 to Alex Jones talking about it, and he was actually battling Alex Jones pretty hard on shit. Like, what are you talking about, Alex? You don't know that. As kind of your typical Alex Jones argument, like, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, Joe, but... You know, what if, what if the United Nations was behind this? What if they set everything on fire? But come on, man. You don't know anything about that. Right? No, I don't. But, you know, I think 
that's another thing. He blamed the European Union for this. Mm-hmm. What if the European Union were actually there? Oh, God. I just noticed that my Al Show's impression is, like, slowly sliding into, um, what's that Muppet's name? Animal, the drummer? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. And so, okay, so, bodies on fire, random shithead caller, Joe Rogan. The other thing, the final thing, mm-hmm. this one shocked me as much as the bodies on fire comments. <sighs> Had one caller, another one of his experts, claimed that there was gold hidden in the Twin Towers. Mm-hmm. Like some gold vaults or some bullshit. Mm-hmm. <sighs> this fucking shithead, wow. His thing was literally like, yeah, so, you know, underneath all the rubble there, there's gold just waiting to be found. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? This fucking tragedy that changes the United States and the world forever. And, and your big thing is literally, right. there's gold in them there, twin centers. Yeah, you want to jump <laughs> down there with a fucking metal detector and fucking a little bucket. Pi- fucking pickaxe. Mm-hmm. and. Oh, oh, I found another body, but there may be gold under them, their bodies. What was it that, like, there? it was uh, Donald Rumsfeld had announced two days beforehand that there was, like, a, a bunch of money missing from the CIA or something. Yeah. And, like, people thought that there was, like, a financial center inside... Yeah. The the Yeah, I think this was I think this is what this guy was referring yeah, to. Okay. Like, literal bars of gold were hiding down there. Who knows? And man. and this guy was gonna go get it like he was an old fucking, <laughs> like fucking Indiana Jones. No, not even Indiana Jones. It's like back in the day of the gold rush. Joseph Smith. <laughs> Joseph Smith. <laughs> I'm gonna make plates out of this. The gold dum 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 start a new religion. He found the golden plates in the Twin Towers. Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they said Jesus came to America back mm-hmm. in the day. And, which, by the way, Native Americans are the real Jews, apparently, according to Mormons. Wow. But uh, what if Jesus came back to America the second time and he tore down the Twin Towers in order for the descendants of Joseph Smith to find golden plates within them? What if he just got sidetracked by like realistic sex dolls, and he was Joseph just like, Smith? "No, Jesus. Jesus!" And he was just like, "Guys, I'm just gonna retire to Colorado and just smoke weed." He doesn't need. Fuck, he doesn't need fuck to fuck this doll. He doesn't need to. He has Mary Magdalene. He literally. <laughs> he has a bad bitch for a bitch. Right. Well, he needs he needs his side piece yeah, in the United you, States. I don't know about that, man. <laughs> You hear it here, folks. Powerful GSP. Mary Magdalene, the first ever bad bitch. <laughs> bad bitch. Megan D. Stallion, don't got shit on Mary <laughs> Magdalene. <laughs> he should have put Mary Magdalene in the fucking WAP video. <laughs> Mary Magdalene, the very first woman ever in history to have a wet ass pussy. <laughs> It started with her. <laughs> She's the progenitor. Yeah, back in the day, she met Jesus. And instead of 
begging Jesus for forgiveness for being a sinful prostitute. She asks him if she if he had a mop and a bucket for his wet ass pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, J-Man. You're the son of God. Do you have a mop in a bucket for this wet-ass pussy? <laughs> you know, the, the, the line in that song, there's some hoes in this, some whores in this house, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was explicitly taken from the Bible. That's what Jesus said when he entered Mary Magdalene's house. <laughs> there's some whores in this house. The whores uh, of Babylon. For real, though. Jesus and Mary Magdalene had a child, and they went to France, where they created the ancient bloodline, mm-hmm. which then years later was discovered in the Da Vinci Code, which Clearly. is real, is not a fucking novel. Yeah, Nicolas Cage was in there at some point. No, too. okay, yeah, he was, but we're talking about two different franchises. Good. I'm, I hope to be as confusing as possible. I'm going to steal the Constitution of the United States. It sounds boring as fuck while telling me. <laughs> okay. Let's see. 319. That's uh, a good time. Uh, well, there's to something. To be alive. Well, uh, you gotta be out here at four, so. I do. I can. Okay, you know what? I'll save this for our Christmas episode, because this. Because <laughs> what I wanted to read to you was uh, very dour. Uh oh. It's very philosophical. It's very dour. But uh, I think I I know a good way to end this episode. Okay. Let me take one more sip of this This smart smart water. water. Mm. That's something I've really been noticing. Like, maybe it's always been like that, but it always feels like I'm snotted or clogged up in a way. Hmm. I don't know why. Like all the time or just here on these podcasts? Yeah, here on these podcasts. There's a lot of dust in this building. Allergens. It's like... Like, I don't feel it, but it doesn't feel like my voice is at 100%. Fair. Anyway. I want to bring... I want to end this by bringing up something very spooky and funny at work. At my day job. Because, you see, we are now part of the holiday season. October till the, through December. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty spooky. Uh, we're working 50-plus-hour weeks. Uh, you know, inflation, possible recession be damned. We're getting that shit out. Very taxing, very stressful. And we always have signs that, you know, some that it's the holiday season. Like, shit just breaks down. People leave. This and that. Drama. Arguments. Mm-hmm. We did have a prelude, though, to it. And, uh, well, Zach, let me tell you the story of uh, Patriot Tom. Patriot Tom. Now, Patriot Tom is, well, he's a patriot for one, thus the name. He is an old-ass boomer, uh, very old man. He's got, like, a big handle, wispy handlebar mustache. He smokes cigarros. And... God, I'm probably wrong on this, but I think he was hired in the same time I was, 2013, or mm-hmm. shortly before. Mm-hmm. But it's been nearly 10 years, so maybe my memory's getting fucked. But, uh, yeah, uh, like a lot of the boomers there, he is an insane right-winger and Trump lover, because of course they all are. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
you know, he's clearly one of those guys where, like, you can tell what he believes by looking at his hat. Oh, perfect. Okay, well, first I gotta bring, I gotta bring this up, but before I show you, you're gonna love this, because I know you're, you know black metal culture and pop and references. I see black and white photos. It looks like a newscast. Kanye West is on the left. Some old bald biker looking guys on the Varg right. Vickerins. Oh, is it? Okay, perfect. It's it's Varg. <laughs> Excellent. So uh, the the I would have found this out once I read the caption, which is Kanye West announces new music collab with Varg Vickerness of Burzum. Yep. Uh, and I think the implication there is that Varg is supposed to shoot Kanye with a shotgun. Is that <laughs> that? Is that or is I, Kanye going to shoot Varg with a shotgun? I do, I do think it would play out the same way it did with your anonymous. How are you pronounce Euronymous, it? Euronymous. Yeah. How are you pronounce his stupid fucking name? <laughs> I do think though that Kanye would fight back better than he did. Yeah, Cause, probably because Kanye. Is actually a little bit from the streets of Chicago. Yeah, he's like a swole, and, and he's and he's swole a, and he's actually and he's bipolar, and he's got the type that makes him very aggressive mm-hmm. and very unpredictable. Whereas Euronymous, Euronymous, ah, fuck his name, was a fucking fat fake douchebag who liked to brag about how evil he was. But then on his days off would like literally just wear sweatpants and drink prune juice or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he would be in the record store and store like, yeah, I kill children and burn down churches. But then he would at home, hey man, uh, how's it going? Come on in here. Uh, it's all about my, my vegan fruit juice. <laughs> <laughs> and, and let me rip off this Nazi who totally won't kill me later. <laughs> anyway, okay, so download. There we go. Okay, so back to Patriot Tom, insane right winger. Mm-hmm. Never had a problem personally with him though. Like I think we got into an argument back in the day we when we both worked in G, but no, that's that's water under the bridge. Mm-hmm. Barely interact with him. Well, we have a thing called Achievers, the Achievers app. It's kind of like <laughs> our social network slash rewards thing that we use okay and by social media i mean like it's not like facebook or twitter mm-hmm. you but you can like make announcements like management and all that or you can like thank people like like i got two of them like gary thank you for taking out the trash this morning we appreciate your hard work you know bullshit like that yeah but it's mostly used by management and they're sycophants, you know, the same people who like suck up to them and congratulate yeah. each other for how good of a job they're doing. Yeah, it's when you get shit like that, it's like someone way up the chain is like, we need to show appreciation for our employees. So we've designed this program where we can we can have people thank each other. So we need each one of you to make your team pick three people and tell them to pick three people. That, to, that is yeah. exactly yeah. it. That has happened numerous yeah. times. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I'm. I never go on there. I only download it whenever they give us enough points that we can order like gift cards mm-hmm. and shit. And it's usually around this time, actually, because you know Christmas. Hey, here's three thousand points. I'll give you a fifty dollar gift card. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Right. But there's some people who are like terminally on there, like Facebook and Twitter. Like they kind of make it part of their lives. Yeah. 
uh, Patriot Tom is one of them. And, uh, well, he decided to basically our, um, the president of the company, let's call him Rick, mm-hmm. he sent out, uh, he sent out a general message to all team members on there. Mm-hmm. And it's just about like, hey, everyone, fall season's here. Keep up the good work, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and be sure to get your COVID boosters and your flu shots to stay healthy. Oh, here and, we go. Uh, you're already predicting what's about to happen, huh? Mm-hmm. I've got a feeling. So, you know, simple message. You know, mm-hmm. he probably didn't even type it out like his secretary did. Uh, Patriot Tom did not appreciate this. Uh-oh. So he took to the social media app and uh, he replied to President Rick, the president of the company of the warehouse. And I will now read Patriot Tom's message verbatim. Oh boy, I'm I'm ready for this. (laughs) Here we go. Rick, the jab is under emergency use only approval, exclamation point. And you know it, exclamation point. Be honest with your team, exclamation point. When is the warehouse going to quit doing business with China, question mark. When is the warehouse going to go unwoke, question mark. Do you care about the Constitution of the United States of America and her republic created by God, question mark. Wow. And... Here, I'll just show it to you right now. Honestly, I had to censor out stuff like the real name of the company I work yeah. for. Because my adoring fans would just go after me then. That's insane. Yep. So, yeah, Patriot Tom, he has had enough of the unwoke culture at the warehouse. So he took his thoughts right to the fucking president of the company via Achievers app. Have you found out what the repercussions of such an act have been so far? I'm glad you asked that. Exactly. <laughs> I'm glad. Because um, I'll just tell you about how it went down. So I come in during the day. You know, it's very. It's in the morning. I'm getting ready to do whatever it is I do. Mm-hmm. And I get both a message from my workmate, Chad, another friend of mine, like literally at the same time with the screenshot that I just read. And they're like, holy shit, Patriot Tom is gone insane. (laughs) So I read it and just, it's one of those things that it makes your day. Oh yeah. Like you have a dreary day. It's it's good. Either your day is going to be like really bad or dreary or boring, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then you get something that just brightens it up. Like, no matter how bad it is or boring, you will keep this in the back of your mind all day long. Mm-hmm. So, we message back and forth, and I'm like, holy shit, is this for real? Yes, it is. Wow. And this was, and since it's on the Achievers app, and since I'm one of the few people that are not on Achievers, Everyone else is, so they all saw Patriot Tom's message, and he is the talk of the warehouse that week. So it kind of, it kind of got the day got everyone got divided into two camps. Mm-hmm. There's people like me who are just making fun out Patriot, making fun of Patriot Tom, because really, there's so many things you could break down with this message, like. The jab is under emergency use only approval. 
no, it's not. Well, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Let's see, when is the warehouse going to quit doing business with China? Probably never. Yeah, never. Uh, and we don't even have, like, a big business with them. Like, we have an office in China somewhere. Mm-hmm. But it's not like Amazon or even Walmart where you got, like, a big to-do deal with them. Mm-hmm. Actually, I remember back in the day when uh, they opened up the office in China, one of the people that owns Meyer, not the... Pr- <laughs> <laughs> One of the people that owns the warehouse, not not the president, one mm-hmm. of the sons that owns it, <laughs> did, did like a video of him like uh, cutting a ribbon at the office, like he did like a traditional Chinese dance with like some dancers and like a paper mache dragon. Mm-hmm. I kid you not, we're all watching this fucking video and we're just not giving a shit because we wanted to work and... Get our shit done so we don't have to work overtime, mm-hmm. which we did. One of the guys next to me, not Patriot Tom, a guy that's long gone, thank God. <laughs> his response was like, why are we working with those communists? Communists. Um, like, God damn it, I fucking hate this place. I'm not even going to get into the whole whether China's communist or not, whatever. <laughs> who, get, yeah. who gives a shit? Arguable. Yeah, yeah. Who gives a shit? <laughs> anyway... So, yeah, yeah. when is the warehouse going to quit doing business with China? Nope, because that's not how business works in America. Right. They don't listen to your dumb bullshit because they want to make money. And they know if they listen to your patriot bullshit, they're not going to make money. Mm-hmm. Anyway, when is the warehouse going to go unwoke? Apparently, that's what set him off because uh, every year we get new T-shirts it's stuff that I, like, cut the sleeves off and make, like, summer t-shirts. Mm-hmm. And our latest one had the thing, like, work together. That had, like, a bunch of sponsors and shit, shit in the back. Mm-hmm. But if you looked at it, there was, like, a miniature pride flag on it. Ooh. Not, like, a big one, but, like, a little miniature. But it's on there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he saw this, apparently, oh, and that no. pissed him off t- to the point where when this message came about, he replied to it. Man, how can you still get upset about gay people? Or, like, or just, like, the LGBT community writ large. Like, it's just so foolish. People are so weird. I know. He's an old boomerang. He's to die. (laughs) Right. Well, they will. And then finally, you know, do you care about the Constitution, blah, blah. Again, that's, that's not their business. They don't give a shit. They're there to make money by exploiting us. That they don't give a shit about the Constitution. Even if they did, what the fuck could they do? Like, is the warehouse going to go up to Capitol Hill and demand restoration or whatever? Right. Like, what the fuck can they even do, Patriot Tom? Mm-hmm. So we're all making fun. We're asking these questions on my side. On the other side are, like, the boomers and the insane right-wing millennials who are completely on his side. Like, we got this one shithead that I personally have problems with. Like, fucking real problems. Mm -hmm. And everyone else does because she's a suck-up and a favorite. Mm -hmm. Who is saying, like, very loudly during break in in our area, in our lunch area, 
I am so proud of Patriot Tom. He stood up for what he believed in. Okay. I also designated a new nickname for this awful person, uh, Boomer Fucker. Because <laughs> she's married to a boomer, even though she's like two years older than I am. Oh, who wow. Is, who is ugly as shit, by the way. He's old and ugly as shit. Does he have a lot of money, though? Nope. Nope? Oh. He is the union steward, though. Uh-huh. So, so she's a favorite of management. She's married to a union steward, or she's fucking one if you prefer, prefer to be disrespectful like I am. <laughs> so she can learn. This is why she gets away with everything. Oh, wow, what a so, world! So yeah, she loves boomers. She will fucking ride as many as she possibly can. <laughs> All and, the way and to she the is, top. She, and her pussy was just getting so wet for Patriot on that day. <laughs> you needed a mop in a bucket. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, indeed she does. Or she could just use one of those stupid fucking t-shirts that she buys at, like, the local truck stop. You know, like, one with Trump dressed up as Elmer Fudd saying, Be very, very quiet. I'm hunting whipples. <laughs> you can use a towel like a normal person. Uh, no, she's got so many of those stupid t-shirts she just used that. Right, like towels are more absorbent generally than a t-shirt. Like, I'm just saying. It's True. softer, mostly. Oh, she does have one t-shirt where like it's, it just says like, I know you're stalking me, leave me alone. <laughs> Weird. I know, she's insane. But anyway, so it's broken up between these two camps. And uh, finally we hear our announcement. Patriot Tom to the small conference room, please. Uh, and we're all like, no! Uh, Leave Patriot Tom alone! Uh, <laughs> I thought this was America. Isn't this America? I thought this was America. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, oh my which, by the way, his original post, they screenshot it and it was deleted shortly after. Oh, of course it was. Even everyone reported it. Mm. Even Chad reported it. And for his reasoning, no, they just had a thing like, type in why you're reporting this. He just typed in, this is embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) So Patriot Tom, he goes to the meeting and, uh, well, remember the union steward that I just mentioned as married to boomer fucker. Mm -hmm. He was there to, assist him, you know, being you, steward. Mm-hmm. And he was talking to the other friend of mine, not Chad, the other friend, who, unlike Chad and I, gets along with pretty much everyone. Okay. Me and Chad, we hate everyone, so, yeah. So, apparently he is telling the the friend of mine that gets along with everyone, like, well, you know, if they were bring me into office, I would ask them, like, well, what about my free speech? You know, I can say this because the Constitution allows me. What are you going to do about it? Oh, my God. But That's not how anything works. Yeah, but apparently, uh, despite the union steward's big fucking talk on the floor, when he actually got in there with Patriot Tom, he actually bitched him out for putting that there. Like, why would you put that there? That is so stupid you would do that. Yeah. It's like, wow, th- thanks, union steward. You know, really, way to live up to your beliefs. But he got bitched out for it, and apparently he tried, just like you said, you know, like, I thought this was America. Mm-hmm. And the and the supervisor that did it, who's generally a nice guy who 
is willing to tolerate various people. Mm-hmm. A lot better than the old guard, at least. It was like, no, you cannot put that on the social media, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And they gave him a warning, and that was it. Yep. So, yeah, that lasted like one more week, but yeah, that's it. That's the story of Patriot Tom and the wonderful prelude to the holiday season 2022. Yep. Can't wait. For a little epilogue there, uh, during that same week, Chad was suggested, was saying like, you know, I can't, you know, we were wondering why he would do this. We all thought he was drunk. Because, especially, like, if you look at the way that it's typed, mm-hmm. it kind of looks like some a drunk boomer would do it. Yeah, it also just looks like it was typed on a phone by someone who was frustrated, never rereads Indeed. what, they're, Indeed. what they've written, Indeed. and just Indeed. fires at the hip. Yep. Yeah, that's true, too. We all know the type, dude. This, yep. this guy tucks in his polo shirt for sure. Yep, he definitely mm-hmm. does. Yep, and he's but, got a belt with a, a leather thing on it that holds his uh, flashlight and Leatherman. Yep. Yep. And um, the blue jeans are probably Levi's 501s. Yep. Or Duluth Trading Company. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he saw the commercials. This guy's skinny too, by the way, but he's still identified with the big fat dude on the Duluth cartoons. Yep. Yeah. Oh man. People. So well we're talking about it and Chad says like Yeah, you know, we're man, why do you do this? Was he angry, drunk, blah blah. And he says, you know, there are better ways that he could have contacted Rick about this, you know. You know, we got him on the phone here, he could just call Rick up. Cause you see we have, you know, a warehouse, we got our own little phone system mm-hmm. that has like the various extensions. And indeed, President Rick's extension is there. Hmm. I don't know anyone who has ever called it. Right. Not that you would. Like, why would you call the president? They, they're not here. They don't know exactly. what's going on. Yeah. But yeah, I'm like, yeah, okay, Chad, that's a great idea. Let's get Patriot Tom to call up Rick Keys personally and bitch him out about it. Great fucking idea. You should tell him that. Can you imagine you're the president of this company and you you get you know you sit down in the morning you have your coffee maybe check your phone because why not mm-hmm. then you get a call from there from an extension you know it's from one of the oldest warehouses in the company you think like what's going on it's Monday what could possibly go wrong and then you pick it up lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not care about the Constitution? Like, wait a minute. What? Who is this? Do you not care about the Constitution? I... What? <laughs> Why are you still doing with China? Who are you, sir? <laughs> Where are the bodies on fire? Uh, I'm hanging up now. <laughs> yep, he, he hangs up. And yeah, we're going to hang up now because this is the end of this podcast. It's, you- th- it's 342 because uh, you got to get to your spooky... Uh, yeah. Spooky practice. My spooky barn burner. Yeah, this is a very spooky episode, it actually. Is spooky. Because it's going to be Halloween tomorrow. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to be posting this. It'll be November, so 
since there's going to be no episode in November, because I'm going to actively be trying not to commit suicide due to, <coughs> due to the... Um, Overwork? Yep. So you know what? This is also a Thanksgiving episode. We're going to give thanks for spookiness. Yeah, th- thank... I'm very thank- I'm thankful for a lot of things. I'm thankful for his podcast. I'm thankful for you, Zach on I'm thankful for uh, graphic industrials here. <laughs> I'm thankful <laughs> for graphic packaging. Graphic packaging. I'm thankful for paper companies in general. <laughs> I'm thankful for bike lanes. <laughs> I'm thankful to Alex Jones. I'm thankful for Smart Water. And overall, I am thankful for Patriot Tom, because we need more patriots in this world that will that will tell the, tell you that you do not need to get the jab because it's under emergency use only, whatever that means. <laughs> All right, promo times, Zach. Let's hear it. Got anything new? Uh, yeah. I mean, I am working on the restoration of a 1981 Honda CM 400 motorcycle um and i'm like learning a bunch of stuff about building shit right now so like probably pretty soon i'm gonna be moving elmblad media group to like a facility that i own myself um maybe with a pool of other people we'll see but that's probably within the next couple of years so um my like photography career is still going on strong even though i left my previous contract earlier this year so that's kind of what i've been focusing on but um still obviously on, the still on instagram i'm still on instagram as as uh, at zach elmblad and at elmblad underscore media underscore group um and then uh as garrett can see in here but um you cannot because this is audio only. I've also begin, begun to put a small recording rig together inside the office here to start maybe uh, writing some music in here. So we'll we'll see what well, happens with that. Well, I do pl- years. Well, I do plan on upgrading this podcast next year. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll go like full Howard Stern or Joe Rogan and record it, record video of this. Hell yeah, we need fancy LED lights like on my desk. We also need a guy to, like, pull shit up. We, we need a Jamie. Yeah, we need a whack pack. <laughs> the whack pack. That's we, right. Wow. Oh, God. It, wow. We, if only we had another hour, I would be right. telling you about the how I've gotten back into shock jocks. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a Christmas special. Yes. Yeah, stay tuned, territory. everyone. We are going to have a Christmas special. I will not say the guests that we're trying to get. But it's going to be fucking lit. Unconfirmed guest. Yeah, you know, I'm thankful for the unconfirmed guest. I'm thankful for Mary Magdalene and her, her wet-ass pussy. I'm grateful for Harbor Freight Tools. And I'm thankful this podcast is over, because fuck. And Menards. All right, everyone. Uh, it's where men with 12 I'm thankful, shop. And I am thankful for you, the audience, for listening to this garbage. <laughs> Thanks, dorks. <laughs> okay, everyone, you can find... This podcast and pretty much everywhere except for Apple Podcasts. Not thankful for Steve Jobs. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Shulky Podcast. Hell, you know what? You can follow me on there. I have a thousand followers now at Garrett Shulky. Uh, official website, GarrettShulky.tumblr.com. 
And, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, so I must get, I must ask you, Zach. Huh? Were the bodies on fire? Yes. There's the title. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone. Here is the outro song. Gosh, folks, I just hope everything comes together for you from the turkey to the potatoes and you and everyone with you can come together and have a wonderful and happy big old Thanksgiving and a nice burp afterwards. Get on it! Oh.